Okay, with inflation running rampant, Scotiabank is out with a fairly stinging indictment of the federal government's response, or lack thereof. The bank saying fiscal policymakers are, quote, doing nothing of any significance to slow inflation. And joining us now for more on this story is Mike Moffat, who's an assistant professor at the Ivy School of Business, Western University, also senior director, Smart Prosperity Institute. Mike, good afternoon. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Give us uh, your take on Scotiabank's uh, take on the uh, federal government's uh, response. Uh, are they truly doing nothing of any significance right now? Yeah, I, I think that's a fair assessment. And as, as Scotiabank points out, that in normal times, it is the responsibility of the Bank of Canada, not the federal government, to do something about inflation. That uh, it's within the bank's mandate and they can control interest rates to, uh, uh, to, to raise or lower inflation. But these are not normal times, and it's not normal for Canada to have inflation at uh, 6.8%, which it was last month. Uh, that Scotia's Bank's uh, opinion is that the the government should be helping out the Bank of Canada, not uh, making the Bank of Canada do all the heavy lifting itself. And uh, the federal government can do that by either raising taxes or cutting spending and trying to cool off inflation. Well, as you mentioned, the bank has done their part, albeit according to some, maybe a little late when it comes to inflation and raising those uh, interest rates. Uh, what specifically could the government, what sort of uh, levers could they pull uh, here when it comes to uh, trying to cool off these uh, rising prices? Well, basically, what they need to do is uh, reduce spending. They need to pull some money out of the economy. So the federal government has two big levers to do that. The, the first would be raising taxes, so basically taking money out of people's pockets and uh, uh, taking it out of the economy, or the second would be to cut spending. Uh, what Scotiabank uh, recommends is the latter, uh, that uh, they're seeing uh, federal government spending rise between about 4 and 5% a year. They say if instead the government could get it down to about 2.5%, that that would help the inflation target. But the Scotiabank also points out that that's easier to say in theory than in practice, because we can all sort of agree that the federal government may be spending too much money, but, you know, once it comes to any one specific cut, you know, whether it be health care or the military or something else, you know, once we get into specifics, that's where people start to uh, start to have problem with the idea of cutting spending. Okay, so should Canadians expect a tax raise, do you think? I mean, you look at the uh, record spending we saw during the uh, pandemic, and you mentioned uh, military just a moment ago. We know that there was a big investment announced yesterday in the Canadian military. So if we take that as a signal, it looks like the federal government isn't looking at cutting spending anytime soon. So are taxes, do you believe, do you think, are they on the way up? I, I, I don't think so. And in, in fact, I think all the political pressures are in the other direction. You see the, the opposition asking for things like a holiday on gas taxes. And that's, you know, understandable. I, I just filled up the other day and, uh, you know, it's over uh, over two bucks a liter. So I, I don't think we're going to go there. And I think, you know, what, what's probably going to happen is the federal government is going to uh, insist that the Bank of Canada continue to do that, the heavy lifting on this. Just for that reason that, uh, you know, it's, it's one thing to be able to talk about spending cuts or, you know, tax increases in theory. But once the rubber hits the road, that these things tend to be pretty unpopular. There's new inflation numbers coming out uh, tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Are we expecting uh, further price increases? Uh, well, so, certainly. So, again, the last number uh, was 6.8% uh, in the street uh, is expecting that that will come in around around 7. So it may be even higher. Uh 
we saw the the, uh, the United States numbers uh, go up as well. So it does look like there's a little bit uh, more uh, hikes to come. But, uh, you know, hopefully uh, by the summer we, we start moving in the opposite direction. But, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting a higher number than we had last month. You mentioned those U.S. numbers, Mike. Uh, how much is this rising prices a global phenomenon? And how much of this is just uh, within Canada and within the, uh, I guess, purview of the federal government to perhaps do something? Yeah, so so most of it is, you know, most of the sort of core issues are are global in nature. So you've got war in Ukraine. Uh, you had the uh, big lockdown in, in China, which uh, is limiting the amount of uh, consumer goods. We've had some issues with the food supply, again, partly due to Ukraine and, and also uh, partly uh, due to some drought. So so overall, you know, most of most of this inflation is from from global factors. But that doesn't suggest that there aren't things that we can do about that, that we can offset that through higher interest rates by lowering government spending. So although the causes are international in nature, we do have uh, tools to help uh, lower inflation in Canada, again, should we choose to use them. All right, just got about 30 seconds. But uh, speaking of those tools, if we are indeed anticipating more bad news when it comes to rising prices with the inflation numbers out to, tomorrow, do you expect in the short term, in the next, I don't know, a few days, week or so, that the federal government, Christy Freeland, might make some of these announcements we've been talking about? There's certainly uh, there's certainly room, I think, for them to do more. I, I think uh, Minister Friedland's speech didn't go over as well as I think the federal government had hoped. So I do think there is room for the, the government to, to be a little bit more aggressive on this file. All right, Mike, appreciate the uh, time and the analysis as always. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you for having me. You bet. There goes Mike Moffat, assistant professor at the Ivy School of Business at Western University, and also uh, the uh, senior uh, director of Smart Prosperity Institute. And that does it for our time here on this Tuesday. Thanks, as always, for yours. I'm Jeff MacArthur. Have a great rest of the afternoon. Stay cool, and we'll see you back here tomorrow. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.